more. Will the last one out please shut the door? <laughs> Welcome to Touchdown Boys. This is our special boxcar racer side up about the first of many Blink-22 side projects. That was not the opening salvo. The opening salvo of this album sucks. Let's get into it. Hey Max. Hey Todd. How thank you doing? Good to be here. Thank, thank you. To, thank you. To, thank, thank you to be here. here. As always. As always. Uh, what is new? How are we? I mean, it's good. Um, took a hike this weekend. I got a bunch of mosquito bites. Yeah, got a bunch of Corona, a bunch of bites. Bunch of, yeah. Spread mosquito-borne Corona virus. Sp- spread that Lambda variant all throughout <laughs> this island nation. No, no Same. worries here. It's all Patient. because of foreigners, by the way, that yeah. that Corona still exists yeah. in Japan. Patient um, zero right here. Yeah, indeed. You're a very, very charai youth, and uh, I don't respect it, but you, you keep the chimpira in line, That's right. so, you know, you got to keep doing what you do. Exactly. Okay, so we're here. You know, we didn't we didn't do a whole lot of prep, or rather, this episode kind of came together quickly, because you were traveling, and I was, you know, busy as always. Not traveling. Yeah, busy as always, not traveling, but still uh, having horrible reactions to my vaccines. You know, 105 degree uh, uh, fever for two days, so not great, not great, but now I'm I'm better. Still can't go out because I have small children, but here we go. You know, little by little, the work gets done. Well, doing this with me is the next best thing. Yeah, no, I'm actually very happy things. to be doing it. Um, and yeah, we, you know, so we want to, we want to have, keep having guests, you know, keep getting the good quality, you know, lengthy, meandering, uh, somewhat stilted episodes for the main Blink-22 episodes, you know, just get, get all the guests in here, you know, messing with our flow, but also adding, you know, a much needed, you know, X factor as it were. Um, and right. so given that was, so what can we do here? We, we want to throw together this recording, use our time. Um, well, let's, you know, let's do, let's look at the side projects, you know, and what can we do without jumping too far ahead from what we already covered is Boxcar Racer. Tell us a little bit about Boxcar Racer, Max. Uh, yeah, this is a, a, a Tom, Tom mm-hmm. DeLong, a man we've discussed, we've come to know and love. Tom Long Schlong, uh, as I to, know him. Soon to be guest on the show. Yes, yes. I've got a couple feelers in with uh, his, 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 his. Uh, crew. Mm-hmm. Should be mm-hmm. on any day now. Should be getting back to us. Right, so uh, it's him and Travis Woof Woof Barker. Yeah. They have a um, second, um, second guitarist named David James Kennedy. One of the Kennedy, Kennedy, you know, clan, of course, yeah. uh, not disappeared yet, as, as from it looks like uh, his Wikipedia is still written in present tense, but in in due time. Mm-hmm. And they also, uh, it's weird, no bassist, uh, but they did tour with a bassist, of course. So I guess all the bassist bass work must have been done, you know, by the production uh, side for this album. Um, quick aside, you know, the Q people. Yeah. You know, believe that that Q is is JFK Jr. But you know, oh. so, much, so much look into this David Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, maybe this is maybe. it's Q guys. Yeah. It's David Kennedy, it's a boxcar racer. Jr. Yeah. Who 
Well, I don't know. Let's, I mean, guitarist. hate to be too, uh, you know, spur of the moment, but he was also in Angels and Airwaves, and, you know, they are a very, uh, you know, pro-conspiracy band, so yeah. it's very likely that, you know, we'll Q is among them, and, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we're definitely getting some interesting stuff in terms of the the mythology of Blink Twenty Two, or more specifically, Tom DeLonge, Long Schlong, as he's the you know the most interesting, I think, member. Certainly, the most diva esque, and you know, yeah. prone to flights of fancy slash uh, causing drama more than other members who are you know Mark and Travis. I, I love them to death, but they're you know they're they're they're, they're mild men. They're they're mild Martins, as we would exactly. say. Yeah, and it's possible. As I said, this was recorded in late two thousand one, and it's you know it's possible that the quite yeah. honestly that like the the shock of 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 nine eleven occurring kind of sent Tom off the deep end, and um, yeah. So this album is really when he begins his descent into, as you said, like megalomania yeah. and becoming obsessed with the, like self-aggrandizing nonsense. And I did find this little write-up that said that the the themes of this record cover uh, mm-hmm. the biblical book of Revelation and World War Two. And that Tom was freaked out to learn that Fat Man, uh, the bomb that was dropped, uh, was dropped by a bomber that was called Boxcar. Yeah, the lesser known of the two. Everyone knows the Enola Gay, but I don't know why he was freaked out to learn the name. Oh, except that, yeah. So I heard Travis Barker used to have like a, you know, high school era band called Boxcar Racer. And... Then so they just used the name again, but then it also had yeah this coincidence coincidence stuff lining up with all the you know the historical quote unquote deep dives that uh, Tom is is wont to do so yeah and it would be cool if Tom had used this as a platform to make like some kind of criticism or make some kind of like <laughs> like say anything of substance about like the yeah. military or government instead he's just he's just kind of is a kind of just like worships it and. Is yeah. very, very much. He just isn't really saying anything of of any content at all. It's pretty low on yeah the outward seeking content. Pretty high on the uh, you know self uh, self uh, flagellating, self uh, fellating, alternate alternating uh, you know aspects of of common and pop punk. Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting though, yeah, to think about how. When this album came out, you know, so 2002, um, at the same time of it being really peak uh, Blink-182 as a pop-punk band, you know, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket was certainly a pre-9-11 album, just super, um, right. I-, I love it, but, uh, you know, super um, uh, irreverent, uh, you know, superficial uh, they're going on a yep. two-month tour with Green Day called the Pop Disaster Tour, where they're ha- you know headlining with Green Day, just one of the biggest bands in the in the world, clearly, at this point. Um, and then meanwhile, yeah, you've got you know 9/11, you've got the Eminem show coming out in Eight Mile. You know, it's like this grittier look, music sort of coming in to the social like commentary sphere a lot more. Um, you know. Uh, U2 plays the Super Bowl and it's this terrific 9-11 tribute with just all the names of the dead people, you know, projected on, on stage. Just what a what a wonderful time to be American. We were just watching the video, you and I. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you know, R. Kelly, he's he's 
this is when the pederasty uh, accusations are first levied against him. You got the end of Napster. I mean, long ongoing oh, yeah. legal struggle. But this is when a judge finally uh, leaves, uh, renders a verdict that makes it so Napster no longer exists. Um, Michael Jackson famously dangling his baby child, his baby boy blanket over a balcony uh, to onlookers, just horrifying everyone. Oh, yeah, that was great. Um, you know, we talked about you 2 another band I'd like to do a, a, total, a, a podcast about, and also Red Hot Chili Peppers, the Peppers, the Chili Men, mm-hmm. they're putting out By the Way. This is you know, Dave Navarre from Red Chili Pepper. Red Pepper? Red Pepper, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, David Navarro. Yeah, I found a, a 2002 Billboard article about this album in particular that says the subject matter found on Boxcar Racer explores the apocalypse, conspiracy theories, and Freemasonry. And yes. uh, again, this is not stuff that Tom actually actually explores with any with anything resembling like a critical lens. Right. Uh, it's basically just nonsense. And remember, this was a time when like uh, who were they called? The Dixie Chicks got like censored uh, yeah. by even being re- remotely critical of, of Bush. Right. Right. You know. Was, that was going on at the time, but but clearly Boxcar Racer was just not actually saying anything at all. So they skirted through and yeah, sold a bunch yeah. of albums. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's I mean it's a musical. It's just a musical project, and uh, you can I, I guess I I'd argue it is different enough from Blink Twenty Two that it deserves to exist. But I don't know. Um, wh- what were you up to in two thousand two? This is sophomore. Our freshman and sophomore year of high school. This is yeah. What was I doing? I don't. So this, I think maybe at that time I listened to this or someone had it. I never owned this yeah. album. Like I never bought this CD. Right. Uh, but I had heard it. But yeah, listening to it now, it had been it had been a while. Yeah, I don't think I liked it, but I probably listened to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think you know we'll get into it, but I don't I don't particularly like the singles on it. But I think like li- looking back now, it's a much better album than I remember. What I do remember most vividly about 2002 was because I was, uh, I was, you know, I was gainfully part-time employed, and I, I still was uh, able to, uh, but not not very popular yet. I, I was able to watch a lot of anime and watch, play a lot of games, and so, you know, I was watching Excel Saga, a hilarious random gag anime. Uh, Cowboy Bebop the movie came out that in in America that year. Uh, uh, spirited away as well uh, mm-hmm. just just very you know influential I think uh, anime in terms of the the zeitgeist but me getting you know much yeah. more otaku-esque I, I was watching you know <laughs> some Naruto which I would watch pretty religiously for the next uh, three years oh, as well as uh, some surprising. interesting you know girly but uh, dystopic movies uh, uh, shows Sailor such Moon? as such as uh, She the Ultimate Weapon, which is about a guy dating this girl who's actually a horrible uh, weapon of mass destruction, but she can't control when she becomes a weapon of mass destruction. And uh, Haibane Renmei, Habane Renmei, excuse me, which is about some girls who are her angels, but when they grow their wings, it's like a horrible, bloody scene similar to uh, going through uh, first um, first menses. So, uh, you know, interesting, interesting themes. I recommend anyone listening to uh, ch- go exciting check for out. you. Yes, yes. Tiddling was my my window to the to the to the to the girl side of things. But also just game wise, I mean, you had Warcraft three here. 
Uh, right. Shout out Andy, Rush to Frosties. Right. Um, right. Eternal Darkness. Uh, great game. You got Metroid Prime and Fusion. Two Metroid games in one year. Ne- never happened before and never will happen again. Right. Just, just hardcore games all around. And then you got Metal Gear Solid 2. You got Medal of Honor Frontline and Allied Assault which are two different games which both feature like a Saving Private style, Saving Private Ryan style Normandy beach invasion. So this is really when like AAA games start arriving and yeah. being like movie-like in yeah. their in their insanity. Yeah. So <laughs> just overall a very stimulating time to be alive. Yeah, I agree. This was, we had both finished our first year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yeah, getting one year removed from middle school, you're kind of exposed to a lot more yeah media and art and things and yeah yeah, for sure i remember being loving spirited away and uh i was still playing starcraft pretty heavily at this point we were we were not i think super close at this point but uh, i I certainly did go and see your ska band a few times well i think Uh, at this what now that i think of it i think 2002 was when maybe like the fall we we started playing maybe nice shortly after this i think we okay Maybe so, Boxcar Racer so. was your inspiration. You're like, oh, well, uh, almost certainly exactly. stuff like that. So, yeah. All right. Well, we'll get. Shall we get into the album? No, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> Come on, we did that. Yeah. We did that bit last time <laughs> oh. with Andy. Okay. Uh, a gay old time. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's well, let's start. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's see. Your first out, first song here. Is uh, the first single, I Feel So. Kind of silly intro, bad piano. Yeah. Maybe I played this. Todd, your piano at your wedding remains one of the better musical, virtuosic performances I've seen. Thank you, yeah. In my life. I really did my best, sadly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, should, I should join Boxcar Racer. <laughs> so, Boxcar Racer, you know, this has this different sort of edgier, harder guitar than you'd heard on Blink-22 up to this point. It, they label themselves as a post-hardcore bands. Uh, does that label mean anything to you, Max? Uh, the label kind of does, I suppose, but it would be it would be a stretch to call Boxcar Racer post-hardcore. Mm. Refused is a band that I remind that I, I associated with post-hardcore. Yeah, I think Refused is more. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you can certainly hear the influence of um, this guitar style in the, the untitled album yeah coming forthcoming and as well even neighborhoods I really think Tom takes this guitar style and runs with it uh, yeah. throughout um, but you know I, it's very poppy and a little bit uh, whiny I think in the vocals not my really one of my less liked songs on this album overall right. You mentioned Refused, so they're, yeah, they're yeah. hardcore, post-hardcore. Mm-hmm. That album came out in 98, uh, The Shape of Punk to Come. Yeah, that was a An great absolutely album. classic album that actually was, yeah. wow, yeah. Um, which yeah. I guess influenced this album, but I think, like, Tom's kind of commercial instincts make this too yeah. 
too poppy, a bit too yeah. polished. Right. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like the the simple guitar is something that he milks to throughout mm -hmm. this album and on later, even on later Blink stuff. This album is also described as experimental. Right. Which can, I think I feel like that can only really be true is if experimental just means <laughs> experimenting with how simple like a guitar riff can be, while still like serving as yeah. the basis for a song. Yeah, I think experimental is a pretty vague uh, notion in that regard. Mm -hmm. Like, The Shape of Punk to Come is yeah. very experimental, the Refused album. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think it was but Jeff who introduced me to Refused and, mm -hmm. you know, music and that style. We should get him on this show or uh, a future yeah. iteration of it at some point. He, he, would have a, he would have a lot to add. He's, he's great to hang with, listen to music. For sure, yeah. Jeffy, if you're listening. Jeffy, come boy, on. hop on on. Yeah, yeah, Tom's vocals and the hooks are catchy. I think that kind of makes the song. I think the choruses are kind of grating, and they just fall yeah. flat for me, and the transi transitions between parts in the song are also pretty clunky. Yeah. And looking at the lyrics to the song, I have mm -hmm. to say, this is well, this is usually a Todd segment. I feel like I have my, my own syntax man Ooh. of myself. Wow. Here we go. Let me tell you how it will be. There's one for you, 82 for me. Cause I'm Syntax Man. Yeah, Syntax Man. Of myself? I think I just did a Syntax Man. I think you, yeah, you're, we'll tax you up later, All but, uh, what's, what's, what's the lyric in, what's the lyric in question? So here, I feel so, um, yeah. I wish I was honest. I wish I was you, not I. Mm, so I, wish I, you. I wish I was you, not, I wish I was not I. Yeah, Is if you cut you out the say? you, <laughs> I wish I wasn't I. That's something I often say. Yeah. Uh, not I says me. That's, you know, another classic, not. uh, yep. thing mm -hmm. on that, so... Yeah, well, okay. I mean, it's not a Blink One Two, but I think we can lump that in another few, another handful of penny farthings onto the pile owed by. Uh, well, let's be honest. It's all. It's usually Most, Tom. Usually all Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's who's committing these egregious uh, sins of 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 tax. of syntax. syntax sins of tax indeed. Syntax sin. Syntactical sins. <laughs> Technical sins. Get it together. You blew it. Next song, All Systems Go. So I like this start a little bit more. It's a good guitar hook up top. sounding chords under there. Yeah, I think, you know, Tom is mixed really well here. He's, he's singing well. Mm-hmm. Government is lying. Yeah, great lyric. Yeah, I do want to... I do wonder. The government is lying. I do want to unpack that. Yeah. Like... How does that fit into Tom's like overall mythology that he's building? Like, is is I wish it were I wish he were like like 
being critical of the like is is he has he has he achieved sort of a post 9/11 wokeness you know is he saying oh like the government's is he like being a truther yeah he's he's, he's clearly not like but but in that case like what is he even talking about like what does he even think like what's even behind his claims like I think I feel like it's just it's just yeah. aesthetic level right lyrical imagery that really means nothing and he's not ever yeah saying it's anything. just like a gut gut feeling he seems to have at this point i'm mm-hmm. um, looking at genius he doesn't speak to any um specifics about what he thinks happened with 9-11 until 2006 uh when he talks about it being a psychological attack to get mass approval to invade the middle east but you know that's that's debatable in terms of yeah what this song says it just seems like yeah. a kind of you know, it's 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 pa- it's past the high school era punk style stuff, but it is still very much just a rebellious, yeah. and you know, um, sort of scorned image of, of 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 a punk kid's mind mindset and worldview. Yeah, and uh, clearly he later on he clearly has a very, I mean, demonstrably a very pro government stance in that he he works with various members of the government on his stupid company. <laughs> Yeah, Bullshit. we'll get into and then that. We'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else on what on all systems go? We are cutting into our time. Um, the chorus is just straight up blink. I'd say. Yeah, great, great chorus. Let's mm-hmm. let's hear the chorus a bit. Yeah, this this chorus is just straight off. Take off your pants. Yeah, that's true. It could certainly you could just insert this song into yeah. take off your pants and jacket, and it'd be. Uh, one of the weaker songs, in my opinion, but uh, it, mm. it'd still be pr- pretty, pretty good. It would certainly fit in. Well, next up, we got "Watch the World," one of one of my favorite songs of the album. Stirring. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a nice departure from the usual, mm-hmm. you know, heavy rock thing. It certainly is surprising to think that, yeah, they just, just so soon after take off your pants and jacket, there's ki- this kind of mm, much more uh, serious uh, tone, Yeah, I think. I mean, take off your pants and jacket hints at some of the like the serious side effects of the, the uh, uh, traumatic upbringing. They're sort of riffing in earlier al- albums, mm-hmm. but I think this goes much deeper to just, you know, sort of the profound emotional stress that uh, a person would have but again he throws in I watched Virginia get rid of Langley uh, as if like okay so the CIA goes away and then the world can just be a perfect world in his mind as but if, that's but that's not even what he's is it he, I don't think he's even criticizing the CIA what like again it's not even clear what he's insinuating yeah and a box that can cure cancer. Yeah. What is the box here? Is he talking about? Is he talking about the female box? <laughs> oh, a woman. A woman's box. This is this is highly inappropriate to not that not this kind of show. Right. This is not that kind of show. Kind of <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll make. Uh, I'll say something sincere about the music. Is that. Um, Travis's drums really kind of propel the song. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I feel like the song could could drag a bit. Um, sure. Yeah. But overall, the song's really cohesive. Like, 
from start yeah. to finish. There's no real like jarring transitions. And yeah. finally, did we mention that this album is produced by the great, the late great Jerry Finn? No, but yeah, it's it's uh, clear that the production is you know masterful here. Masterful, yeah. He just gets such great guitar and, and drum sounds here. Um, although I do feel like, like we mentioned, the somewhat nonsensical lyrics undermine the emotional impact of the song. Right. Which is a theme with Tom. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of, uh, uh, you know, bits and pieces. The individual parts, I think, work, but the overall message is muddled. Muddled, you know, muddled to a, a slurry, as it were. Um, Indeed. All right, next up we have Tiny Voices. Let's give this a spin. We already heard it at the beginning, you know, the the classic uh, the classic chorus. Not sure what these Tiny Voices are referring to. Mm-hmm. But I think it's got a cool guitar riff. Time signature seems a little different. You know, I like the, the drum loop kind of like as it were yeah 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 it's certainly yeah, nice. musically interesting so here tom just playing a single <laughs> guitar note uh he does this a lot from now on like in later in later blink albums yeah where like he just sings over a single uh unchanging yeah. guitar note very rep- repetitious and i have to say the line um i've been pinched i've been all pinched <laughs> up since saturday yeah. See, you got to be talking about being constipated. Well, yeah, they need a little bit of poop jokes. I do like the line, lyric here. 16 long years in, hail the bullshit in. Combining years in and inhale is a cute, but also kind of a signature uh, mark, or excuse me, Tom, lyrical flourish. Uh, let's, mm-hmm. hear, let's hear, let's hear the court, the, the bridge. It's a very nice bridge. Captures sort of the atmosphere of Boxcar Racer as a project, which is, I mean, just this one album. Yeah. Some indistinct conversation. Mumbling. Can't can't hear what they're saying. Probably shouldn't be there. Gotta turn... (laughs) I think flag this as a uh, production mistake by the <laughs> the usually the usually um, competent Finn. Overall, I just I gotta say I think Tiny Voices is just a forgettable song. Unfortunately, yeah. Overall. And what are these? Are these children's voices? Is he insane? Um, yeah, I mean there aren't. He's only twenty six at this point. It's, it is referenced earlier, uh, but not not. You know, yeah, not ambitious, but not great. Next, we have a very black sheep on the album, Cat Like Thief, featuring Tim Armstrong. Yeah, this was a surprise. I don't remember mm-hmm. this. Reminds, you know, it's later on they have the, the untitled album, they have other guest singers, and it seems like, you know, this is the first step in that direction throwing someone else on so yeah i love rancid 
and like okay. Operation Ivy and stuff. But I feel like this kind of like nearly spoken yeah. vocal style is not the best like showcase of Tim Tim Armstrong's. Uh, and I'm just so ignorant of like the overall musical uh, uh, scene that I yeah. didn't know this was the Rancid singer. And to me, he sounds sort of like English or something. I don't know what it is. He has like a, a fun, funny accent, funny yeah. inflection. Oh yeah, yeah, very, very distinctive. Tim Armstrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, this has the newfound glory guy. Yeah, which is, it's even hard, it's hard to even hear, I guess he's singing like some harmonies, but it is, it's hard to even make out mm. his contribution. Yeah, they could have used both of these guests a little bit better, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say, like having a, that, that cool trio of prominent late 90s yeah. punk punk musicians is, it, it does bring a smile to my, to my face, but. Sure, yeah. yeah. But not the best Very research. good get at the time, and mm -hmm. you know it's silly to think of this album as Tom professing as like, oh, I was just like screwing around on an acoustic guitar, wasn't even like playing to release something. But yep. clearly, this album is designed to sell, you know, to move hundreds of thousands of units. You know what yep. I mean? Like move product. Yeah. Next up, we have and I. So I like this song a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Tom's commercial instincts are. Unquestionably very good. Yeah. I like the, the lyrics here. It takes a little while to get to them. So again, just a single unchanging guitar note. I'm feeling so down and I am full of doubt. She's not the one. Take notice, hear me out. Follow that but Very good. Yeah, quite catchy. Very simple. Mm -hmm. Let's see. You got this, yeah. Classic Finn. <laughs> you know, weird little uh, pedal effect there, I guess. With the uh, alternating yeah. sides of the guitar panning. drums. Yeah, panning. I'm learning, uh, learning a new ma music turn every day. Every, every, every cast. Classic Travis beat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how I heard Mark got, you know, felt pretty, you know, put out by not being, you know, part of this. And it is really weird to think that these three musicians, they're spending like all their time together touring constantly. And then two of them just run off to, uh, to do, to do a project and they sort of throw him a feet later in, but like, like it's kind of like dickish, don't you think? Yeah, I, don't I think know. you're. I think you're right. Uh, and I think the lyrics in a lot of these songs could be about kind of the friction between between Tom and Mark, in fact. And I feel like sure. this song in particular, like it's very poppy. Um, yeah. Could have been a Blink song, but I feel like it. It's kind of thin, almost like Tom is is almost missing his better half. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, well, one thing that's kind of a struggle, and that will come in more later when Tom, spoiler alert, eventually leaves the band. Um, <gasps> you know, at this point, Tom is simultaneously dissatisfied with what Blink-22 is doing artistically, I guess, uh, and wants to do something different. And yet, he's still very much in the pop-punk uh, groove. But, you know, mm -hmm. I can really understand it, how, um, uh, you know, when you're musicians, you're working together... 
you, you want to be on the same page artistically so often, but, um, you know, you, you split apart. It, much like uh, Max, how you uh, did a side project with, uh, with John and Dave Menzo. Uh, and uh, let's, let's hear a little bit of that. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> John on the sax. Yeah. Great job. Dave here Future on guest. guitar and the, the, the ubiquitous <laughs> synth. And you're, yeah, you're competent drumming. You know. Pretty pretty amateurish band, but you know, as a side project, you know, not not bad. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. All right, well, we, we, well, we recorded that in a, in a weekend. Yeah, um, I'm back to uh, back to uh, Boxcar Racer. Next we have Letters to God. Dear God, it's me, Tom. This is another yeah serious song, which means I like it. You know, I, I love, like, just getting into these songs and singing, even though they don't make that much sense. Ingenious, this entire song is annotated. <laughs> F. This verse depicts a person's death. They died suddenly, unexpectedly. Like, what? It, no, it doesn't. <laughs> so I think I actually think like maybe I don't want to go can't you wait mm -hmm. like subconsciously Tom not really wanting to do Blink like not wanting to go on tour yeah which is like what he what his issue was yeah he's always kind of dithering I think about that and it gets into more later just he's always kind of just mince cagey and minces words I think about whether he wants to be in oh, yeah. Blink or not totally um, you know, they're always kind of, it's always strained because of, I think, his attitude. And because I think any band, you know, after coming from such an amateurish place and growing up from children until, into now, late, middle age, or like, you know, middle age, getting yeah. old age, uh, they're just definitely going to change and grow apart. But I do love this song. It's very well mixed, you know. Yeah, Honestly, the, the acoustic part like for the first two-thirds is nice okay next song yeah if we're all good here my first punk song you liar tom you've been doing this for quite a while 16 long years in he would even say It's rare to hear, t like, Travis play a punk beat like this. Yeah. This sounds like older Blink when Travis wasn't in the band, but... That's true. But, like... Uh, anyway, yeah, this is just a fun one-minute punk yeah. song. Uh, I got no whatever. dick. <laughs> what a song there. to, like, play when I was, like, 15, you know? <laughs> Probably around this age. So I'll say, hey, I fucked your brother. There's one problem. I got no dick. All right, next up. Sorrow.
Yeah, certainly sounds blinky. It's alright, I think this song this song is also fairly forgettable in my mind. Yeah. Fairly pedestrian. Just like believe me if you would. It's another silly sort of prosaic lyrics, but Mm-hmm. You know you mentioned the Travis drum outro here. Oh yeah. Here it is. Not quite my tempo, but <laughs> I was watching the last scene of uh, of that movie. Oh yeah, Whiplash last night. Just love it so much. You guys should do a com- Whiplash. Oh oh yeah, I think said. Well, you and I should do a commentary track of that movie someday. That, that would be. I have a lot to say about that movie. Uh, it's one of my favorites. It I would good. happily watch it again. Oh, let's do it. That'll be that'll be a. a a premium episode for our yeah, paid, yeah, for our paid yeah. subscribers for a hundred dollar tier <laughs> subscribers, they get to hang out with us at on at will anytime. So this is the next single. Um, I think a better single. There is. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the most sincere song yeah. lyrically. You can see sort of the, the most true. The roots in terms of an uh, as an acoustic project, which. Otherwise, you'll see. Yeah, I think overall. Well, you know, he mentioned. Yeah, I've heard of red pills and blue pills, and even black pills, but white pills. You know, I think Tommy's a little bit off, but he he's ahead of his game. Right. Yeah, I think they were he's talking about painkillers. Like he had like a back surgery or something. He, he doesn't. I don't know if he's addicted at this point, but he later reveals he later that yeah, does yeah, the that's right. Instead of angels and airwaves, he was just. On, he had chronic back pain for sure, uh-huh. so he was just probably in a terrible way, really. Poor guy. Which I think, you know, has something to do with why this album is sad. Yeah. I love how here he reminds me with say just by putting so much English on the may. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's classic, classic Tom, Tom nasal, you know, the, the Tom school of nasal singing. Yeah, yeah so I think. This song is just about t- Tom being a bit strung out and you know tired with the band. Yeah. Thinking about sure. thinking about better days. Indeed. Uh, so in that sense, it's good that it's actually about something. Yeah. Coherent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Uh, I I do want to say that the basically like the vocal the verse vocal melody, mm-hmm. he kind of just recycles that later on uh, neighborhoods. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It's very classic. Yeah. I think the chord, the the chords are like the progression there. Yeah. Ghost on the dance floor. I think is the song. Good to know. Yeah. Good cap. Good catch there. But we'll we'll get there. Yeah. Maybe. So next up, the end with you. I think that's what he says. What the fuck? But I do like, yeah, this is like definitely a sign of good things to come in terms of Blink's sound, but doesn't sound at all like Blink right now. Also, another, yeah, this song definitely sounds like it's about Blink, the band. Yeah. Like our days are running thin. Yeah, that's true. Uh, 
lots of words to God in this. Yeah. So it's very clear where his headspace was in making this. Yeah. Which I can understand. I think it would be really draining to be to have to go on like MTV, which they were they were doing. Like I would just, I would just get, yeah. I'm gonna do a little stop down here. I love the chorus. I like the chorus here. Um, but uh, what about what about these lyrics? Is is this is this a syntax man? Let me tell you how it will be. If you will, then we'll go as fast as we go far. What what do you? Uh, if you I don't know. The will, more we do this, the bar just gets lower. So at this point, you know what? I'll allow it. All right. Shut I'll it down. Shut it down. No syntax. I mean, it's Tom. Live to live to sing. Live to pay another tax another day. All right. Okay. Shall we move on to the next song? Mm-hmm. Next song, Elevator, featuring... What's this? <laughs> featuring Mark Hoppus. I want to do a... This is a shocking song to come this late in the album. Let's do a Eyes Wide Open for this. Let's listen to the whole way through. It's pop-punk commentary you don't understand. You tend to blink, but my eyes are wide open. Caught in the tune of this one band. Don't skip the song, cause my eyes are wide open. So you think this doesn't sound like a blink song? Yeah, I think this has its own, it has a totally different vibe, and I think it could be due to the, perhaps due to the tension. Between Mark and Tom, that this that this album caused. Yeah, I think they were like, "Hey, Mark, do you want to do a feat on this, you know, side project we're we're making?" And Mark was probably right. like, "Yeah," but in his mind, he was probably pretty pissed off about it. Huh. Yeah. Also, very interesting, you know, just very, not even, not even allegorical, just about a guy <laughs> jumping to his death, committing suicide. <laughs> yeah. And Mark is witnessing it, which is if you follow through on the sort of idea that this is this album has some analogs to the in band drama, yeah, then that's pretty telling, I think. But I like the whoa kind of unfortunately flashes forward to the post Tom <laughs> era mm -hmm. Blink 182, which is full of these these stupid whoa 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 sounds. But yeah. I think they work here. I like the, the references to, like, the sunset and the people. I don't know. It's very, like, concrete and cityscape-ish, which I think is, you know... Blink-22, they tend to go really idea-based in a lot of their lyrics, but I like it when they're, like, sort of more grounded and more specific. Um, which, right. it's they aren't as specific as, say, a... A classic, uh, you know, actually sad song, like an indie song or like a, um, a good country song, which I think are typified by their extreme uh, specificity. Uh, yeah. Specificity is the heart of narrative. But interestingly in the song, Tom is the character who's jumping. Yeah. And Mark is witnessing it, which it seems very autobi autobiographical. You know, Tom jumping 
jumping yeah. away from the band and then them both saying, let's forget this all, move on. Like, literally, like, let's just, like, move on from this album. Yeah. Well, and so if this was, like, power play for Tom, it works because I think Untitled is so in heavily influenced by the song, yeah. the sound that's being explored here. Right. And, you know, maybe it was fine. So we kept our eyes wide open for that. And we get in here to uh, the last song, cl- uh, the creatively titled Instrumental. Mm-hmm. I... <laughs> I think I've thrown this song on like a mix, like a mix CD, just because I did enjoy it. How weird it is and like different, and I like to play this and be like, so who do you think this is? And no one would think it was a uh, Blink One Eighty Two, you know, members making this. Uh-huh. I mean, not that great of a song as it is, but I do like these. These bells remind me of Akira. <laughs> tying into my anime obsession at the time, um, which is actually the artist, the group is called Geino Yamashirogumi, a wonderful, uh, wonderful experimental Japanese uh, group that, you know, uses a lot of traditional sounds, and I would recommend, you know, if you like Blink-182, <laughs> you'll be sure to love them. Um, and the subject of our next podcast. Indeed, yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, good, good production. Yeah, it just it's a good showcase for Finn's uh, production, I'd say. Yeah. Later on, the overproducedness of Blink One Eighty Two gets to be a problem, and I think you know this really showcases they had they had a great partner in him. You know. Right. So that's the album. You know, we tried to we tried to be a little br- brief. Um, we didn't have you know asshole Andy uh, hurrying <laughs> us along, uh, but uh, you know. Overall, you know, I was I was pleasantly surprised. You know, I had some. I think just I was so burned out by I feel so uh-huh. that I didn't love. You know, I got I didn't listen to this album for a good ten years after 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 listening to it for even longer because it's been t- almost twenty years since this came out. But you know, I was pleasantly surprised going back. Glad mm-hmm. glad to cover it. Yeah. And I think you and I we will continue to cover some of the the side projects when we when we need to you know hastily do. Uh, a, a less good episode, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's in, it, it, like you said, I hadn't even thought about this album in a very long time—10, mm-hmm, 15 years, mm-hmm, who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is an interesting artifact of the of the era. Um, yeah, and we do get to see Tom, you know, having his first taste of, of you know, having complete creative control over a project, uh, which will, right, which we see, which will forever sour his relationship with Mark and as a member of Blink. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, it, you know, like you said, it leads to the self-titled, which is, mm-hmm. has some interesting stuff. And, uh, yeah, and Tom's, you know, ability to create hook-filled, poppy, commercially successful music is is really on display. Indeed, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you want to rate this album? You know, it seems inappropriate to give it a, put it on a scale of 182 blinks because i you know it's it's not fully blink we could you know we could we could split the difference we got we got tom and travis that's 121 of the blinks or nah nah that's not mm. gonna work nah so you know boxcar what do you think about when, when i think of boxcars um besides you know one magical summer 
uh, in, in after college, I uh, living living on a boxcar, you know, traveling from from town to town. Yeah, being a, a tramp. Yeah, yeah, being a lovable mm-hmm. tramp, uh, mm-hmm. which you know everyone should have, you know, that sort of uh, you know experience before they 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 join society. I but when I think of boxes car, I think of boxcar children, that classic, you know, uh, mystery series about orphans. Exactly. Uh, you know, just a feel good series that you know everyone got to read these these young children having to take care of themselves yeah um so you know we so boxcar children you know classic series we got there are 21 books 21 boxcars books so how would you rate this on a scale of uh one to 21 boxcars uh well 21 that gives that gives a nice i mean that is divisible by three is it not yes indeed so i would i would maybe 14 14 okay okay yeah well so 66 percent there you know not yeah not bad um 14 out of 21 boxcar children books for me you know again i think we're rating it against a hypothetical of another album that is a perfect boxcar racer album or a perfect (laughs) boxcar album that does not exist Mm -hmm. but i'm not going to go as far as to say it's perfect um yeah because of uh, some of the unfortunate, I think, feats and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. sillier, sillier digressions. I'm going to give it, though, I'm going to give it high. I'm going to give it 18. So, yeah, just for reference, uh, yours is the Candy Factory Mystery is your ah. rating. Mine is called the Bus Station Mystery. So, yeah, two classic mysteries, you know, really uh, go back to our youth there. Uh, we salute you, Tom, for making this album and letting us relive it. Good to talk to you, Todd. Indeed. Indeed. Been, been too long. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>